We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jalen, you took ownership of the game one loss. You said your performance shooting the ball was terrible. How would you grade yourself after game two? Uh, a little bit better. Uh, I still got to be better on both sides of the ball. Um, I mean, I'm happy we won. We can learn from a win, but I got to continue to get better. We were all surprised to learn when you were put on the injury report with an ankle problem. How much of an issue did that give you throughout tonight's game? <laughs> A little bit. Just a little bit. Oh, that was good hesitation there. Got a lot of people that want to get their comments in. I am sure that, as always, we are starting. Are we starting off with Robert Cross or no? No, because so, okay, a little behind the scenes, everybody. Yeah, let's do it. I create the, the event, the room for tonight that we're all a part of. I create it usually around noon. This afternoon, created a little later around four o'clock. So, Around 4.30 is when the Super Chat started. And we start with a silent donation. Harry Donut. Harry Donut. Who's, man who's always been a silent donator. Uh, and when he has something to say, it's something good. So shout out to you, Harry, for getting us started. Thank you very much. And then yet uh, another one from James Choi. Excited. Let's freaking go Knicks. IQ, Quentin Grimes, RJ, Mitchell Robinson, big games. Well, you got one out of four. That's okay. That's fine. Listen, we all want the kids to play well in the playoffs, but it's the playoffs, it's a different animal. It's mm. a, it's it's just tough, and this is where you know it's tough. They'll put the experience the playoff. Then we go to the Robert Cross. Okay, here we go, Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. Could you tell me how R.J. Barrett looked in the first quarter? I'm just tuning in. I'm sure you were, Robert. I'm sure you were. Uh, he looked pretty good. He was again. They they uh, there are about five guys that you could say they don't win this game without, and R.J. <sighs> I don't know if he's at the top of the list, but he's close. Uh, David Grader, Miami moving screens. Bam is doing it every goddamn time, and they're calling fouls on us trying to get over. Play defense, lacking physicality on D. So the tough part there is you just called out the problem, right? You just called out the problem. They, they're experts at this thing, which is supposed to be illegal. So they talk about we're lacking physicality on D. Well, if they're if they're calling fouls on us when we're trying to get around us, that's that is our attempt at physicality. You know, it is it puts the Knicks in an incredibly, incredibly tricky position. And I don't know that there is some magic elixir because the Heat are so freaking good at this. And that's why I thought Benji's words were so wise to start us off tonight. Thanks, David. 
Robert Cross, it's your boy John. This is an APB for IQ. Has anyone seen this man? Hashtag 53 wins. Look, better players than him. I mean, Jesus Christ, let's just go right to the right to the right to the the highlighter, right? I, I I'm old enough to have watched the either greatest or second greatest player in the history of basketball um get to a stage that was so big that he he didn't he didn't want to shoot the basketball playing hot potato with it. I watched that. And then we could go on and on and on and on and on, and on down the list for players who you know, in in the playoffs, in various stages, have just not quite not, not again. I don't want to say like cowered under the bright lights because that puts such a negative connotation on it. But like, there is something to this atmosphere and being ready for it and being able to do it. Sometimes it takes time, and if IQ isn't ready for that moment right this second, that doesn't speak to who he is as a player or what he's going to be for his career. It might be an encumbrance on them in this playoffs. And by the way, we're talking about a player who made not one but two very important baskets in the fir- in the fourth quarter of this game. So, if they put out an APB for him, he came through in a way that like look, does it make up for the game he had overall, the series he's had overall, the playoffs he's had overall? Maybe not. But like I won't forget those couple of baskets. Those were big baskets. Thanks, Robert. Uh, another one from Robert, first time, long time. John Julius saw Bam and said, "Bang!" hashtag fifty three wins. I wish I remembered what player, uh, what play you were talking about, but I thought Julius again. You know, we've been critical of him specifically in this matchup over the year for treating Bam at a bio like he was like a matchup advantage. I thought his decision-making tonight as to when to go out Bam, when to fire over Bam, when to pass. I thought it was exemplary. I thought it was exemplary, especially coming off of that Cleveland first-round series and uh, just generally how bad he's been. Julius, I'm talking about, in the playoffs. Uh, Perfect. Really couldn't ask for more. Thanks, Robert. Uh, Guy Hooper, then. I spent all year praising Tibbs with these lineup decisions with heart and overhelping and playing drop against a team that only shoots threes is something. So the problem with the with that criticism specifically, the reason you're playing drop in part is because the screener there is Bam Adebayo. And Bam Adebayo is one of your better rolling centers in the league. He could score, he could pass, he could he could do all the things. Um <clears throat> and if you have your center, whether it's Hardenstein or Mitch, all the way up to the level, well then you're relying so much on your help. Um, you're giving your center basically no chance to cover Bam as the roller. Um, and Bam is like, you know, like oftentimes your help guy is like Jalen Brunson or Emmanuel Quickly or whoever it is, like a small player. So I, I think it's a little bit tall. Like, the, again, these are really good actions the Miami Heat are running and they are tough to guard. Now, as far as the lineup decision with Hart, and over Grimes, and as far as the overhelping, as opposed to just switching, that stuff, I think you nailed. And Benji talked about it um, earlier. And by the way, again, you're playing drop against the team that only shoots threes. What do they end up shooting tonight? The odds usually end up equaling out and being in your favor. But get Grimes in the starting lineup and uh, stop stop with these crazy doubles. Robert Cross with another one. It's your boy, John. Tibbs is being outcoached by Spo and the officiating has been garbage. I, I mean, uh, agree. 
Tibbs has been outcoached by Spo, but I also think he made the necessary adjustments as the game went on. I think he made some tough decisions as the game went on. And I thought Tibbs coaching as much as it may have contributed to them being in a dicey game to start contributed to them winning a close game in the end. I co-sign everything you just said. This was sent in the second quarter. Yeah. So, and and that it was, it's yeah. Giving you so context. I'll, I'll, that's all. Yeah. That's good to know. Okay. We'll keep them going. Uh, James Joy halftime zone all year. And we're still not sending someone in the middle. Robinson Brunson on Robinson and Struess is a mistake. Those are wide open shots. You got to hide Brunson somewhere. No easy. No easy answers there. And then as far as sending someone in the middle versus zone, I, I thought they attacked the zone. Okay. For the most part, this, this game, um, you know, RJ was a big part of that. Um, look, the, what, what they end up scoring tonight with, with, by the way, stretches of this game where I, I thought absolutely the lack of spacing was killer. They scored 111 points tonight, you know, so can't complain too much. Frank Miranda, what's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. I'm sending this in the beginning of the third. The Knicks are down by six. Sorry, we're not winning the series. This feels like Atlanta from two years ago. The Knicks need more shooters this offseason. Look, can they lose the series in five just like they lost um, the Heat, the Hawks series in five? Yeah, absolutely. It's possible. I don't think that'll happen. But um, do the Knicks need to pick up more shooters in the offseason? Probably. And there, but there's also a like it's not just about picking up shooters. Like there there needs to be probably a slight roster retooling reconfiguration, which could involve some dicey decisions that we're not going to talk about tonight. Thanks, Frank. Robert, another one. It's your boy John. I'm going to counter Frank from Patreon's post. We're winning the series behind the play of RJ Barrett. Hashtag 53 wins. RJ had a wonderful game. And if they win the series, he will be a big part of it. I hope they do. James Choi with another one. Mitch is playing up on Bam at the three. Why? No point. Because easy buckets on passes and a bad switch. Milwaukee was defending him at the free throw line. He doesn't shoot threes. Uh, yeah, Mitch hasn't been great defensively in the series. I, I agree that you don't need to always, you don't need to play him up there. At the same time, like, the Heat are really smart and Bam is really smart and Bam is really good when you give him a runway. Um, I think, like, I didn't see a ton of that throughout this game, um, but it's, I, I don't think Mitch was great tonight in general. Um, yeah. Richard, here's Richard. Okay. Not what we want so far, at least, but whatever the outcome, however much the hurt, we stay true. New York Knicks forever. Again, big shout out to Richard. He's, I, I think having a, you know, he has a, something coming up later in the week. I'm not going to reveal anything, but uh, everybody send your good wishes to Richard. He's a, a great Nick fan, longtime Nick fan, especially. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Richard. Appreciate that. Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time. John, the Knicks, Nick that has Bam on an illegal screen. Should put him in the hospital for real. Hashtag 53 wins. They got to sign, um, I don't know, Xavier McDaniel. I don't think I don't think Charles Oakley's welcome back in uniform. Uh, someone, yeah, it'd be nice, but I mean, not, not it would be nice. It would be nice to counter what they are doing. I do not want to put Bam out of bio in the hospital. <clears throat> to be clear, Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? Every time there's a scramble, the Knicks blow up a play. A weak side defender leaves the open man across the court. That's at least the third time now. Incredibly frustrating, and as Benji alluded to, there were breakdowns in this game. 
There were absolutely breakdowns in this game. Their defense was scrambling. It was not sound. It was jittery. It was frantic. It was not. I was going to say it's not what we've become accustomed to this year, but the Knicks have the 19th ranked defense in the league. Um, they just didn't play good defense tonight. Like they, they, they like give credit to Miami. Miami did a lot of things, took them out of their comfort zones. What Miami does, the defense was not great tonight. You know, came up some, with some big stops when they needed to, but defense was not great tonight. It's an issue. It's an issue. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Bulldog boxing promotions. Did Scott Quarter? Did Scott Foster give us a gift on the four point play? Man, if you ask Jim Jackson, I guess he did. I don't know about that one. Robert Cross, it's your boy John in Jalen We Trust. Hashtag 53 wins. I'm assuming this was after one of many several big baskets Jalen Brunson hit in the fourth quarter. Another one from Robert Cross. Heart, hashtag 53 wins. I don't even know if this was the first or the second three. This was Oh, that was the first because this is the second. Robert Cross, Josh Hart, bang! 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 I don't, it would, I don't know if it would have got a double bang. Dan Hidalgo, white knuckle game. Drink a beer if you got one. I got my my bourbon, which I'm going to need to have Andrew come up here in a, maybe 20 minutes, half hour or so, so I get a refill, but we're good for now. Robert Cross, it's your boy John on the verge of tears several times in this game. This is a team to be proud of. Finally, after all of these years, hashtag 53 wins. Yep. Um, I was proud of this team after the first round. I mean, I was proud of this team all year long. I was proud of the team when they got to the playoffs. Uh, I didn't need to win the first round series to be proud of this team. I don't need to win this series to be proud of this team. Um, You didn't want to see him go out like it felt like they were about to go out. Uh, Doesn't mean we wouldn't have been proud of them regardless or should have been proud of them regardless, but yeah. Big win tonight. Dan Hidalgo with another one. Everyone's thinking it. It's a bold move to change the starting lineup when we've been so, so successful with Grimes. May not be a bad move with a bold shakeup. I, I, I'm sticking with what Benji says. I, I agree. I think Grimes should be in the starting five. I do think they need that spacing. Now, that said, and again, I was kind of all over the place and Benji was having mic issues, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Look, the notion that Tom Thibodeau was just coming into this game and being like, all right, I'm going to keep starting art and ignoring the main issue here, which was the lack of spacing is crazy because what did Josh Hart do when he got the ball several times in the first quarter and throughout the game, he drove the, he drove it and there were good drives. And a lot of times like Josh Hart made like got good looks at the rim and didn't, didn't convert. Like if he had converted a few more of those looks, um, would be, we'd be having a different conversation. He ended up four for 11 in this game and specifically two of, seven from two point range. So we missed five two point shots. That's a lot for Josh Hart. Um, He also ended up with nine assists. So like there are different ways that you can help your team. I think grime spacing is more important, but again, like we could all sit here and be like, how is he not doing this obvious thing? They need the spacing, this and that like reasonable minds would differ. But what I, the, the reason I always, kind of push back against these, oh my God, the coach is an idiot. How is he doing this thing? Is because it kind of implicitly ignores the fact that like you could take a situation that is not a perfect situation, Josh Hart, lack of spacing, and try to 
flip it around and use it to your advantage, which is the exact sort of thing that we see Miami do all the time, you know? Um, and the Knicks tried to do that. I didn't think it worked that well. It ended up working out in the, in the end of the game. I'd go back to Grimes. Josso Focus. Tonight's musical representation is my achy, breaky heart. Oh my God, I hate that song. Billy Ray Cyrus, for obvious reasons. Is this how the whole series will be? Great team win. I, I, I completely think this is how the whole series will be. Totally. <clears throat> Haitian Ferg. I love hearing from Haitian. Um, again, it's like this Haitian never says anything I disagree with. Uh, Randall's presence made the difference. Yes. Benching RJ made sense. Yeah, I hate to like say it like that, but I agree with you. It made sense. We hit threes and defended when we needed to. The bench scares me to death. Grimes played solid defense in the fourth, but Obi was a zero and IQ still isn't right. Let's go Knicks. Um, keep thinking back to, you know, they mentioned it on one of the broadcasts. I think it was in the last series. I don't even know if it was the Knicks broadcast. It might have been another team's broadcast. Pat Riley's old quote. Play eight, trust seven. Well, Knicks played. <laughs> they played nine tonight, but they also Obi Toppin saw 10 minutes. Emmanuel quickly saw nine minutes. Um, it's pretty clear who were the who were the seven guys he trusts right now. It's the five guys he started tonight and it's Grimes and it's and it's Hardenstein. Those are the seven. And I think quickly might be on the outside looking in right at the moment. And Obi, I think, is moving himself on the outside looking in, um, which is a tough break for Obi because Obi's had some really wonderful moments in the playoffs, including two days ago. Did some really nice things. Um, the quickly one is the surprising one. Robert Cross, uh, legend of GMAC. I need Big Thread Ben to host an emergency live stream to explain Tibbs' approach to this game. Hashtag 53 wins. Robert, you won the game. Like, why you gotta? Again, it, you, you, you're acting like there's no logic to what the coach does. You know, there's it's tough decisions. You know, and and they won the game, and they won the game in part because of the guy that the coach stuck in the starting lineup, and they won the game because Miami took a million threes and they only hit what percent of them? Thirty five percent. So. Coach made a couple gambles. They ended up paying off, even if we could disagree with them in the moment. Uh, Rich McLeod, maybe the least good I felt after a playoff win, but holy crap, am I glad they won. Come on, how do you not feel good about this, Rich? This is where you got to heed Benji's words. And I know these, this chat was probably sent before he, he said what he said, but like, we're fans of the Knicks, man. We're not fans of the fucking Warriors or the Spurs, although the Spurs suck right now. Um, or the Heat, you know. Or like teams that just have had their shit together perpetually. We're a fan of the Knicks. Let's be thankful for what we got. We got a playoff series win. Or a playoff series win and we got a playoff win tonight. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about game time. Is there an upcoming event you're trying to get tickets to? Whether it be tickets to one of the final home games of the Knicks season, or maybe it's a concert or a comedy show. Whatever it is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun 
fun you're going to have. Currently browsing through the Game Time app, and I see all the events coming up in the area. Whether it's the Knicks' upcoming games against the Heat at the Garden, or the latest Mets and Yankee games on the schedule, the Game Time app is so easy to navigate. You can search by category, like sports, music, or shows, or search by teams, like the Yankees, Islanders, or Knicks. I have to say that my favorite feature is the full 3D peripheral view you get whenever you select a seat. Just select a seat that's within your price range, move the phone from left to right, and get a good idea of the view you'll have during the event. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Game Time is also the fastest growing ticketing app in the country, and for a good reason. As I mentioned, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're set. Tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Hey there, Knicks fans. During the spring season, you need wholesome, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, more active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. My wife and I get Factor delivered to our doorstep each and every day. As you guys probably know from listening to me on this podcast, Nick's Film School podcasting takes a lot out of me, so there's nothing better and easier and tastier. Only takes a few minutes. Come out, you have a nice, nutritious, and delicious meal ready for you after a long day. Perfect way to enjoy dinner. This May, get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose to enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool40 and use code filmschool40 to get 40% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool40 and use the code filmschool School 40 to get 40% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Application yes. from Robert Cross in the regular chat. Um, he was not complaining about Tibbs. He just wanted to hear what Benji's thoughts were. Oh, we heard him, so I hope you're happy, Robert. There you go. Love it. Uh, Rich's rest of Rich's comment. Oh, hold on. Brunson, something about Brunson. Brunson making Mellow dance was such a personal highlight for me. Yep. Yeah, it was fun. Shout out to Mellow. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Ryan Huang, still a long way from my hashtag Nixon 7 prediction. That was mine too. But the way that this team and this coaching staff bounce back at halftime gives me hope. Let's freaking go. Hashtag JB is him. I think the adjustments got better as the second half went on. Um, There were some nerve-wracking moments throughout the third and fourth quarter of this game. <clears throat> I'll just say that. Thanks, Ryan. Jasso focused. What's up, John? Are you surprised to see Grimes close over RJ? Nope. For all the reasons we talked about. Thanks, John. Jesse. What's going on, Jesse? Style points don't matter. The team is full of dogs and it showed in the fourth, especially iHeart. I want to say something else about that, though, because and I cited it before the series. I, I put it in a newsletter, said it with Jeremy. 
the Knicks have been in this situation so many times. They have been in this situation so many times this year. Nobody has been in this situation more than the Miami Heat this year. And if you want to take it back to like past years. So I think the it being a team full of dogs mattered a lot. I think the bigger thing was like they'd been there. They'd done this. They were confident. And Jalen Brunson's presence. I mean, so you got to have someone on your roster to win the game. So, yeah. And and Isaiah Hardenstein. Uh, Claudio Santos. What's going on, Claudio? Love him or hate him. Julius Randle is who he is. And after several playoff games, data points. Now the whole league knows who he is. He's part of our puzzle. Only cannot try to be the main piece. I, I, my favorite thing about Julius's game tonight was I thought he played completely and totally within himself. Like, think about it for a second. In the fourth quarter, Andrew, come up here for a second. I need you to, I need you to filibuster. What's up? It, I'm sure Julius Randle took a shot. And I'm sure probably made a shot in the fourth quarter. But it seemed like he was very, 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 very willing to... Um, defer yeah. to Jalen Brunson in the fourth. The answer is no, by the way. Julius Anna did not take a field goal attempt in the fourth quarter. He assisted on um, yep. Jalen Brunson, the Jalen Brunson three to make it 93 uh, 90. That, so that was that great possession. That was the four point play. Mm-hmm. That was a great pass and look by Julius. And the he Josh assisted, Hart three. Yeah. He assisted on the Josh Hart three to make it 96 96. And then he assisted on the Next, Josh Hart three. Yep, um, he had three assists in the fourth quarter, along with three rebounds and no no shot attempts. And got that role. got that key offensive rebound, made both of the free throws. Like you want to talk about growth from a player? And again, like we take it for granted. Maybe we don't take it for granted. Maybe some people take it for granted. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But like, this is a guy who made an All NBA team two years ago and is going to probably make another All NBA team this year. And he was comfortable with not taking a shot in the fourth quarter. In his home building, you know, like what's the meme with the that's growth, right? From in, yeah, <laughs> it's from insecure. It's Kelly. No, so you know what that is? That's growth. Yes, that's growth. But that's growth. That's real growth. Like what? Like we've complained. We spent so much time complaining about Julius Randle last year, and for parts of this year, and like certainly throughout the playoffs a little bit. Like, what more do you want? It's why, like, I'm never gonna ever question Benji, and I, I'm not even in this this next thing I'm about to say. I just, I thought this was an A minus game, like up until stepping on the baseline when with giving me Anthony. Oh my gosh, I, you want to talk about your PTSD? So Julius steps on the baseline, Anthony Mason, like, because um, he's like losing his balance and leaning in. Oh um, yeah, I know that I'm, was. I thought that. that. I'm staring that. at the clock. The Knicks are up six with 24 seconds left, and I'm like, uh, well, uh, no, not only that, but <laughs> not only that, but they just scored a two. Mm-hmm. So and then that happened, and then the three, and it's like, oh my god, we're one three away from eight points in however yep. many seconds. It, it, and I had the same. I, I I'm glad we waited an hour and 16 minutes in to bring that up. I was just very much. Oh, I've seen this story before. (laughs) More than two for 18, more than the finger roll, more than PJ flipping Charlie. Mm. That, that sequence of events on that day, nothing will ever be burned into my brain more than that, than that. 
So yeah. if you, you, you wasn't better that also, I was wasn't that also on a special day in your life? It wasn't on my birthday, but it was on the day that I was celebrating my 12th birthday. Yeah. 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 Which is coming up, by the way. So everybody be ready. <laughs> Not your 12th birthday, obviously, but your next birthday. Is it a big number, John? I don't know. Can we just, just get, <laughs> put the next chat up? Next up. Mike for Farinello. Um, this game doesn't even feel like a win. Come on, Mike. Seriously? Bad job by you. Emotionally. Emotionally. People react to stressful playoff games in their own way. Okay. Yeah, but this like... I don't know, man. That rubs me really the wrong way. Yeah, that really rubs me the wrong way because I, I look, I get it. I was feeling it the whole. I had this uh, look. We all felt the same thing watching this game, but like, it's so hard to win a playoff game. It doesn't matter who you're going to. Again, I, I have to double down on what Benji said. And he said it before I could say it. Go talk to a Celtics fan today mm-hmm. about how they're feeling. You know, and that they the MVP MVP of the league was out of that game and they lost it. And your team comes up with just so many big plays at the end of this game, you know, like, you know, we've won two second round playoff games in the last 23 years. Now it's three. Mike, John's doing the therapy thing of it could be worse. Um, I'll go a step further. You could be a Boston Celtics fan. Imagine how they're feeling. You could be a Boston Bruins fan. Imagine how they're feeling. You could be a New York Rangers fan, making all these moves for Patrick Kane and uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, yeah, there, there, there are many other. Uh, 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 the grass isn't always greener on, on the I'll, other side. You know. Last thing on this: your team won tonight. Have respect for the opponent. Have respect for the situation. And how often you we watch playoff games and inexplicably a team will be like, oh my God, did they forget how to play basketball? This isn't the team that I've seen for 82 games. I'm not even talking about our team. I'm talking about teams, right? Like this isn't the team. Like again, go talk to a Sacramento Kings fan today. Like that team just barfed all over itself when it needed to come up big in a game seven in their own building. Like this shit is hard and it is a different atmosphere. It's a different animal. And you're a fan of a team that came up so big in the last six minutes of that game when they needed to. And that needs to be celebrated. Yeah. It just does. I'm, so, I'm sorry to really go on a rant here and I'm not trying to like make enemies here, but I just I'll, feel really strongly about this one. I agree. I, I co-sign everything you're saying. And Mike, the only thing I'll add to this, you know what also doesn't feel like a win? A loss. So be happy that your team got the win tonight. <laughs> Barry Craver, what's going on, Barry? Lots of uh, stars of the game tonight. Yeah, man, I mean, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. <laughs> I don't know. I might, I might give myself an extra 24 hours to think about this one and just write a more emotional newsletter tomorrow. Um, anyway, but you cannot dismiss how important RJ and Julius in that first half were. Same goes for Isaiah Hardenstein and the Nova kids. I mean, we got, you know, we got five, got five candidates for three spots. And I'm going to tell you, I, I got to tell you right now, I'm inclined to put heart. I'm inclined to put heart fifth 
for his, I mean, the obviously two massive three pointers, and he he was you know pretty pretty good in a lot of ways all game. Nearly had a triple double. The only thing I'm feeling comfortable and confident about right this second is that I think Hart's going to be fifth, and that I, again, I, I don't know what he score two points, four points. I, I don't even. It doesn't even matter. I'm. I feel really funky about not giving Isaiah Hartenstein one of the stars of the game. Man, hit three points, <laughs> and yet I'm sitting there being like, "How do you deny him? How do you deny him a star of the game?" Robert Cross, PSA reminder: We're the one win away from 53 wins. I know, I know, and we'll throw a party when, if and when that happens. Would it be something if that happened? I hope it doesn't happen on my birthday, on my actual birthday, because that would mean that we're going to go down three uh, one in the series. And 53 wins will happen on my birthday, but wouldn't that be appropriate? Uh, Hamdy M, nice to have Randall back. His physicality is much needed. Completely agree. Totally. 100%. Uh, Dan Hidalgo, I don't want to hear any more Randall slander. Amen to that. He's not top 10. That doesn't mean he isn't an essential piece on this roster. Long live King Julius. The, the, the question is always... Well, there's two questions with Julius. One emotionally, mentally, whatever you want to say, can you as a basketball team count on Julius Randle to keep his shit together for 82 games and then in a perfect world, 16 more games after that? I think that's one conversation and that has, you know, that has, that has been a conversation this year at times um, to say nothing of last year. And then, but I think the the more basketball conversation is like, can this guy be, you know, as a as a big who is still just kind of like a middling three point shooter and doesn't protect the rim, and it, most of his value is on the ball because try as he might and he does try a lot on defense, like he's never going to be a great defender. Can this guy be a piece of a championship winning? core that has been the question and for me tonight i think the the this was this was evidence towards the answer being yes for me exhibition continues the knicks have to win it all soon i don't know how many more of those i could take we're not there yet we're not there yet um although god knows in these playoffs you might be famous last words uh, they're doing all the right things. They're doing all the right things as an organization. And tonight was evidence, by the way, of that. El Oren Bausch feels it was too difficult to win. I'm worried. I, I'm not going to go on another rant, but I, I think bad job by everybody coming into this series, being like, oh, I don't want to say bad job because there were people at Nick's Film School who picked Nick's in five. Which, by the way, is still on the table. Um, but I, I think coming into this series, a lot of folks were not paying nearly enough respect to what we were coming up against. And like, should, like the notion like that this was a tough game to win and thus we should be wor- like worried he could win the next three games. They're a phenomenal fucking team. They have talented basketball players. Jimmy Butler is coming back. They have the best coach. I don't know who are the best coaches since best coaches the last 30 years. 
40, actually, sorry, 40 years. Best coach of the last 40 years. Spo, Pop, Riley, and Phil Jackson in some order. Spo's right there with any of those guys. <clears throat> That's so freaking valuable. Um, Sam Garcia and exhale. Yes. Agreed. Uh, Alex, I can't stop with the body rock. See, I've got heart like John Starks. <laughs> wow. I can't unclench my sphincter. Can I unclench my sphincter now? Yeah. Unclench it, man. Although you're going to have to reclench it in, uh, what? One, two, three days, four days. Got three days off. Thank God. I need three days off. Um, as I'm sure the Knicks do. Jason M. What's going on, Jason? Most stressful game of the decade. Needed that W. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't know. Was this the most stressful game? Hmm. Most stressful game. Was there a was there a round one game that was more stressful than this? I thought I thought game one was really stressful. I thought game one was really stressful of the Cleveland series. I might have been more stressed out over game one of the Cleveland series than I was for this the game. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Chris Carter, this is not a serious team. I mean, God bless you for thinking that. You know. Anything else to say? DKK. Um, <laughs> shut the frig up, AL. New York Knicks run New York City. I don't know what that's in reference to, but I agree the Knicks run the city. And um, again, preseason, 38 and a half wins. Just a reminder. Just a reminder. Juanon, what's going on, Juanon? Can we put a picture of our starting center on a milk carton? Okay, this is fair. I need to know where he went because we need the guy who dominated Cleveland to show up to win this series. We need good Mitch to anchor this defense. So this is something that I want to have a longer conversation about at some point over the next week with someone who is smarter than me. Um, it makes sense in my head, but like against a team like Miami, where you have to be like, let me actually go to the Cleveland series. Cleveland was a team. I feel like that you can, like Mitch was able to exert his will on that series in a way where there was not much consequence for him. Like he wasn't challenged, I think is the best way to put it. Like, yes, he was challenged occasionally to be dominant in pick and roll coverage. But like, even that he was like, the Knicks had such a sound and good game plan in that series. And they like knew exactly what they wanted to do. Like Mitch knew exactly what he needed to do. And the whole thing, like I'm, it, it's wrong to say Mitch wasn't challenged, but like mentally, like he knew what he had to do and he just needed to be physically dominant. And he was able to be physically dominant. Like that was what he was tasked to be. Miami will just challenge you in different ways. And you, if you are not a totally and completely mentally and I don't want to, this is going to come off as me saying like, oh, Mitch has like a low basketball IQ. That's not what I'm trying to say. But like, again, they force you to be put in uncomfortable situations like one pump fake, two pump fake, three pump fake, like all of that stuff. 
um, you know, fouling him before he could get an offensive rebound, like having Bam box him out, like making his life a living hell in every way, like not challenging him at the rim. Um, like th- how many blocks does he have through two games? Does he have a, does he have a block? Does he have maybe one block, two blocks, whatever? I don't think it's a lot, but we, we haven't felt his rim protection because they're not challenging him there. And you know what? That stuff motivates him and that stuff gets him going. And Miami has been super freaking smart. And they've kind not taken him out of the series, but they've neutralized him a lot. And like, yeah, it is on Mitch to be better, but like, it's why again, I think this is a Hardenstein series. And 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 shout out to Chris Persiani. He texted me this two days ago, and I agree with him. It's a good point. Birthday boy, Chris Persiani. Ah, oh, happy birthday, Chris. Uh, listen, man, they don't they don't bring the rat out for just anyone at Chuck E. Cheese. You got. That dancing rat. Be thankful, man. That rat, he's that's a special. That's like a step down from like Ronald McDonald. That's, you know, so I hope you enjoy your prize. The whole thing. Shout out to you, Chris.